You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on UnionPowerRadio.com. afternoon teamsters of local 804 and teamsters listening across the country i'm tony rosario your host on the what the heck show here on union power radio and i'm here with my co-host jamie hey holligans hello 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 jamie hooligan is it hooligan or holligan whatever you want to call okay i like i like hooligan all right so we'll just go with that and as always our producer and our number one show host super personality We have the Big Bad Wolf himself from Brush Avenue, Hector Fortes. That's right. You're listening to the What the Heck Show. <laughs> Why do you call him the Big Bad Wolf? I'm, I'm curious. Well, uh, when Heck became the BA over at uh, Br- uh, Brush Avenue and some of the other buildings, uh, which building was it, Heck? That, that Brush. It, that sh- it was Brush. So uh, when he entered the building, he had her overheard security and a couple other people saying, uh-oh, the Big Bad Wolf is in the building. Oh, okay. So, Just curious. So well, that's the, a question you ask me. You ask, why you ask Tony that? Uh, because <laughs> he's the one that calls you that. Yeah, every time I enter the building, they uh, the security uh, advised the supervisors that I'm in the building. So, so that's your code they name. Code, they code <laughs> that I'm in the building is the Big Bad Wolf. <laughs> so I put a stop to that, though, because the security shouldn't be t- announcing when I'm walking in the building because that's just giving them a heads up to right. stop working because I'm in there. So it's been it's been good lately. Oh, you know, okay. they haven't been so when the first line, if I go to the first line and and a supervisor sees me and then that they, supervisor texts, okay. he don't even call. He texts everyone and they have a group text. Uh, the big bad wolf is in the building. One of the supervisors showed me. Uh, <laughs> so just so you guys know out there, uh, that's why they call him the big bad wolf. So today is September 6th, and we are in our Labor Day weekend. Tomorrow Labor is weekend. Labor Day. That's why one I play day, the 9 One to, day before the Labor that's Day That's why I play the 9 play. to 5. That's why I was playing uh, 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton. That's I just want right. to let you all know, if you are enjoying this Labor Day weekend, make sure you thank a union. The free market didn't create it. The 1% didn't create it. The blood, sweat, and the tears of the American worker did. Just so you guys know. And um, one thing we want to talk about that happened... Uh, uh, recently, and it's pretty tragic, is uh, we lost two feeder drivers. We lost a sleeper team. 
Um, they had a bad accident. Some down, some, I, I believe it was somewhere down in El Paso, Texas. And I want to give a shout out to to these guys that that put their lives on the line. A lot of the feeder, a lot of people don't realize how dangerous it is out there being a package car driver and and being a feeder driver, especially because you're on the road for many hours. The sleeper teams go cross country, and they they really do take these long runs. And this one goes out to the families and friends and coworkers and brothers and sisters, members of the of James Scott and Eddie. Causey. Big shout out to you brothers. Um, rest in peace. Rest in paradise. And uh, our hearts, our thoughts, and our prayers here at Union Power Radio on the What The Heck Show are with you guys. And I'm sure the same goes for all the people listening, knowing that, you know, uh, again, we lost some some good brothers that, uh, that were out there just trying to provide for their families and just like you guys get up and go to work every day and just like many have in the past, including our brother Frank Erdonez, um, guys like Felix Rivera, guys like that have passed away in the past, people that we all know, you know, they went out to work that one day and had a day like they thought every other day would be where you take your work, you go home and you see your family. And unfortunately, this was one of those days where those guys didn't make it home. So make sure that you show some love and... Uh, and that's it. Quick moment of silence, folks. <clears throat> All right, then. So, on to further news. Um, some of the big things going on across the country. Man, you sound under the weather. What's going on? I had a rough night last night. Um, a friend of mine had a baby shower. Uh, he's uh, having his first child. And it was a pretty big event. You know, we had lots of fun. And and I'm not going to lie. Maybe I drank a little more than I should have. Yeah, you sound <laughs> like you slept here, but you didn't sleep here. <laughs> no. did, did you eat enough? Look at your belly, man. <laughs> no, I, well, you know, they had a lot of good food. You know how I am. When the food's around, I just have to munch it. My I, belly looks good, though. How's the six-pack looking? I, I don't know. It's I'm not just, a six-pack. It's a cake. Yeah, I'm, I'm just <laughs> mad that you drunk my water. <laughs> And it was closed. It's I, all right. I it's all right, my water and It's all right, Jamie. I have enough water here, <laughs> to, you know, for <laughs> another 30 guys. Right. Uh, I want to thank uh, a special uh, a shout out to uh, Gina, who made some amazing food, some uh, rice and peas and some uh, stew chicken. And in Spanish, it's ajo con gandule con... Pollo guisado. Con pollo guisado. Pollo guisado. <laughs> It was very good. It was very good. And uh, it definitely helped a little with the hangover, that's for sure. So um, on to news. Uh, if you guys haven't heard, the brothers from Jacksonville, Florida, uh, I believe it's uh, Teamster Local 512, Dustin Ponder, and uh, what's uh, Schneider's first name? Dave? I don't know. Um, um, yeah, I think it is Dave Schneider. Um well, let me just make sure check the check the facts on that. But what's going on with with five twelve? Well, they had um, they took on like a a big huge action where they all called up. Uh, I believe they were all calling the corporate number, and they were basically letting uh, the company know that they were tired of being harassed uh, under the conditions that everybody's working in with the COVID and everything that's happening and how they're still uh, harassing employees and the members. 
and they decided to take a stand. They had a huge press conference. Uh, I mean, I have a wait a minute. I just got a uh, a strange missed call from. Uh, really, really interesting. I wonder what he was calling for. I don't know, but that's should uh, we call him back? Yes, let's call him. Let's back. call him back. Let's call him back and get him on the air. Uh, mystery it's, caller, it's folks. Just, just curious. Is that a right to work state? No, I don't believe that's a right to work state. Yeah, it was weird that he calls. He's got something to say. Let's see. Oh, the guys are going to know. Every listener is going to know. I just got a call and I got a missed call. Let's see. Hello. We are not available nope, now. Nope. Okay. Well, they're not available now. <laughs> we'll try again later. Yeah, we'll try. Or maybe he'll try again later. Right. Well, you're connected now, right? Yeah, we're connected. All right. So, um, a big shout out to uh, to to Dustin Ponder and Dave Schneider for all they're doing, and uh, it's nice. Yeah, they to were know. actually put it, uh, putting it out there that you know they being abused and all this other shit. You know, it that Florida is a right, to, a work. right to work. Yeah, it yeah. is a right. It is to a work. right to work state. Yeah, yeah 20, twenty-seven states that are right. Yeah, to work. this sucks to be a right to work because as a union person, a union representative, you have to uh, represent the non-working, the non-union guy the same way you re represent the union paying do guy. Right. So that's kind of fucked up. But. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is they reap a lot of the rewards of being in a union without yeah. being in a union. Exactly. And that that doesn't make any sense. I oh. mean, we went to a right to work state in Virginia, and there was uh, part timers there that that wouldn't join the union because they're saying they couldn't afford to be in the union and pay that kind of money every month. They dropped the initiation fee to five dollars. A five dollar. You can imagine fee. if if wow. this local becomes a if this state comes a uh, right to work state. You know, all those part timers and anybody that don't want to be on the uh, the union will drop the right. union. Right. You know. And if we keep Trump in office, definitely he's going to come to that. I guarantee you. He's going to come up for vote soon. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Why are you quiet? What are you reading? I was reading about uh, the memo that Dennis Taylor had sent out. Um, it, it really pissed off a lot of people when they were talking about putting cameras on the vehicles and how nonchalant they were going about it. Like... Uh, like, how do you as an IBT, how do you as our union, our leaders, um, just just feel like it's okay or allow the company to just start putting cameras inside every vehicle? I mean, it, it feels as if it's, number one, it feels like a huge invasion of privacy. Um, we understand that we're working and we're doing our job, but what is it exactly that you feel the need to have to have a camera on us? In our face, watching us drive. Why not get us better trucks? Is it? Ha I mean, I, I saw that on Facebook, but is it really happening somewhere? Yeah, in a couple of other Texas, states. I believe, is the where they're starting it. Texas, Texas and, Oklahoma. and Oklahoma. That is correct. That's crazy. So they don't trust you now, and now they they really want to keep an eye on you. And it's like you know the now with the uh, legislation, they're so they were supposed to put uh, air conditioners in all the vehicles, right? So what did the company do right before this went into play? They went and got rid of all the old trucks and bought thousands and thousands of, of these brand new trucks with no AC. So now, well, wow. they come in with uh, fans now. They got an exhaust <laughs> fan in the back that pushes the air up into the, up to the... Is it going to go out of the truck? It's, well, the back one does. And then they have two uh, fans in the front of the truck from the driver or the passenger. 
Uh, I don't that know what, back, that's that, hot air just coming into your face. That's yeah, all it is. The back of that vehicle. Listen, is if they if hot. they do if they do AC, I mean, how much production they're gonna get? Because people are gonna get hot out there, especially in you know temperatures over a hundred, and they're gonna you know it's well, gonna be a, a, a lot of, of discipline. Truck. It's gonna be a lot of discipline yeah. with uh, idling. You know, you're gonna have the truck idling and all that bullshit. But you the know, back of the truck <laughs> needs something to get that hot air out. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's they burning have, up back. I there, saw man. a new truck in uh, in Brush, and uh, I saw that they had a va- a fan outside in the back that pushes up. That the fan is upward, so I guess it takes all the hot air out. I, don't know. I mean, as soon as you open that door. <laughs> you can fry. You, you can feel it. Fry an egg. You can fry yeah. an egg yeah. On, on the yeah, right there on the shelf. Yeah, you, on you're the hungry. Shelf. You want some breakfast? Take an egg go. to work and uh, crack it on mm-hmm. the on the shelf. But my thing is also that bothers me is with the telematics today, and, and we know that they really can't use technology against us. Even if they put the camera up there, I, I mean, it, the worst they can do is catch you in some kind of dishonesty. But with all the telematics they have, they already know if you're not wearing your seatbelt. They already know if you're not closing your bulkhead door. They already know all so much because of telematics alone, how hard you're braking, how fast you're going. Is there really a need for a camera also? Listen, there's cameras everywhere. Even if they didn't have that camera inside the truck, they got cameras in every house, every, house, every business. Every that The LP guy walks around with $300 cash, and he'll go to a bodega and say, listen, I'll give you 300 just let me see the film. And that's when they, they see you you know, lying during the investigation because they say, you say I stopped. Telematics says you, do, you don't stop. And then the film comes out, and then, hey. That's it. You lied. You're there dishonest. There you go. But uh, a lot of house owners are doing the same thing also because everybody has a ring now, you know. Yeah. So uh, it's cameras everywhere, and I why I tell the guys there all the time: do your job, do it with the methods and procedures. Don't try to flag. There's no such thing as flagging anymore because you're gonna get caught. Okay, I had a case that got caught, lied the whole fucking time. Lucky I got him his job back, and thank God that you know he. But he lied. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up lie. He said he went to the door, knocked on the door. He waited there. He was writing the information notice. Wrong. The camera tells otherwise. (laughs) You're on candid camera. Yeah, because when he completed the stop, they looked at the time. They looked at the, the, the film. They showed me everything. He never went to that house to sheet that uh, package or write an info notice on that house. So it's cameras everywhere, guys. It's no, it's no more getting me. cutting corners and oh fuck it i'll do it tomorrow no do your fucking job method procedures and do it the right way because there's cameras every fucking where no matter I'm ha- what i'm happy you brought that up because i want to speak about mislows well before mislows though if you're looking to sign the petition uh to go against cameras and trucks um, go on to the Teamsters, upsteamstersunited.org, and sign the petition. And this way you would be helping out your fellow brothers and sisters try to fight this camera thing. I mean, I don't know where it's going to go, where it's going to lead, but, I mean, signing a petition to start. Uh, nobody likes the idea, so if you want it and you're interested, just go on to, like I said, upsteamstersunited.org and sign the petition. Go ahead, But, it, but it's, it's, it's weird that... Some people's concerned about the cameras are 
would they still be able to pee in the back of the truck? <laughs> I would. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't be. Listen, listen. <laughs> you, 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 I, I'm proud of mine, so I'll be like, hey, you know, you I mean, do what you got to do. You know, this is this is what I Go mean. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> but this is what I mean about cutting you know, your day. Your yeah. day is not going to get cut by much by going to a bathroom. Yes. You have the right to go. You're human. You have to use the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. Those piss bottles are just pissing everyone off. <laughs> I say pissing everybody off because you're pissing <laughs> off the driver. No, pun intended. Yeah, yeah, no, pun intended. <laughs> so, you know, you're, you're using those piss bottles and then you're nasty and you leave it there. And then the next guy comes in and sees your piss bottles inside the, the truck. You know, it's disgusting, man. It's not it's not fucking. And everyone's crying about hazmat pay. Let's get hazmat pay. Let's, yeah, I, I'm with you with the hazmat pay. I would love to see everyone get hazmat pay with it. But guess what? You're a hazmat to your fucking goddamn self and your brother because you're not taking out the piss bottle. And that's fucking bullshit. And not only that, you think that you're doing something by throwing it under the truck. No, you're doing it, making it worse because when they pull out the next morning and they run over that piss bottle when someone's walking oh, by, man. you got pissed all over yourself. Oh, so you, you got pissed on. You I know? Get has so pay just for having to deal with your piss bottle. Yo, it's are, disgusting, are those guys. a collectibles items? Because some guys collect them. You go in certain trucks. I mean, it's they like have like a, five <laughs> and six up there. It's, I mean, I you know without you know if I was still on the truck and, and when I do it and, it and if someone left a piss bottle, I will actually like, invite myself to their house, piss in a fucking bottle and leave it in their fucking toilet. Nice, just in, to in fucking the show toilet, them. Leave it on top of the. I sink. don't give. They don't want to yeah. bring that shit home, right? <laughs> yeah, so don't. why are you why are you allowed to leave it inside the truck? For the next guy to pick up your piss bottle. Piss, you know, throw your shit away. Use it and lose it. That's what it is. Don't even bring it back to the center. Because yeah. then, guess who's got to deal with it? The porters. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's bullshit. They, they got to pick up a 100-pound uh, bag of fucking piss. So if you fucking use your, your, before you get to the building, drop it off at your nearest trash can. Yeah. You know, yes. let the city fucking deal with that shit. Yeah, seriously. Don't or do the right thing. Take a regular break and go, go do to your, the bathroom. go to a fucking bathroom with a toilet and water. Yeah. You know? There you I, go. I totally agree. All right, Jamie, you were trying to bring up something on misloads? On misloads. On misloads. Being that he was speaking about the misloads. Also, with the misloads, you have to, if you get a misload in your truck, you have to send a message through the diet to the center letting them know that you have a misload in your truck. And also, before you come back to the building, call your supervisor or manager and ask them if you're not, if it's too far or whatever. Ask them what they want you to do with the misload. Send them a text through the diet. Yeah. Well, you you know, but don't just bring the misload back to the building and throw it on the belt. Yes. Go and attempt it. It's not that hard to do. Just go and attempt it. Make sure you have it on record. Uh, I always say put it through your diet so that they know that you at least try to reach out and make an attempt on on trying to contact them. And then, uh, you know, if you don't get a contact, that's not your fault. And they try to have a they, they try to put a system together with the um, with the prelo uh, to scan every uh, box that goes in. But sometimes, you know, so many thousands of boxes are going. Right. That sometimes you're going to get a box there that wasn't scanned. But they know it's in your truck. They know that it's not on your board, but they know it's in your truck. Don't try to play with your fucking job. Every fucking box that's in there, and I'm and I'm cursing today. I'm sorry, guys, whoever's yeah, listening. You are cursing. Make hard. sure, make sure your kids are not around the radio, um, mm-hmm. or around your phone, whatever you use to uh, listen to the what the heck show. 
Um, I'm cursing today. I don't give a yeah, shit. Scan, scan, every, scan every fucking box. Every freaking uh, <laughs> why envelope. You every envelope. Every bag. Attempt everything. Attempt everything. At and, the stop. And listen. And if you can't go deliver it, call your supervisor. Tell him what. Let him instruct you what to do with exactly. it. Exactly. Okay. And on the regard sign on the on the diet boy, it says regard. You put down remarks. as per, or I said, what did I say? Regards. Oh, remarks, I said remarks. Sorry. Thank you, Jamie, for uh, correcting. I'm me. here for you, brother. The fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, remarks you put down as per John Doe uh, right. told you to cheat it as miss or whatever the case may be. Just fix, you know, just check yourself. I would also like to give a shout out to uh, some of the brothers of Forster Avenue. Uh, Dave Cintron, our business agent, came down. Uh, Antoine Andrews, shop steward, Fort Hamilton. Um, and a couple of his alternates. Um, also, uh, uh, myself. And uh, we had a, a, sh a meeting with a couple of the 22 fours. And uh, I know it's been going on around the local. And I think it's important for guys to continue to do this. Just a quick little... Just a quick little uh, uh, teaching uh, moment for a lot of the 22-4s on learning little things that, they, that, that a lot of guys are making mistakes on, people getting bad habits, uh, you know, things like people driving around with their seatbelt on when they're not really wearing it, just sitting so they can make it. it, right, sitting on it, trying to make it a little quicker for yourselves, don't do things like that. Um, we want to again, and I was, t and Hector was uh, talking about this earlier. Reiterate about your DUIs and DWIs, please, please. You don't understand how bad that can be for you. You have to let the company know, no matter what. And if you do get caught or whatever the case is, and you need to get help, what you need to do is make sure that you get the proper help go through whatever channels you need to go through and do not mess up again because you you literally have one chance and you don't want to lose your job for for something as as silly as that because you're a grown adult i mean you know when you should be drinking and when you shouldn't be <laughs> just your don't license drink and drive. your listen, license is your livelihood man listen, you can't I, make it any simpler than i've that. been a ba now for a year and a half going on uh two or a little bit more uh january will be two years and i never had a dwi case in my in in my in my centers this week no lie four four dwis that i gotta deal with and it's not it's it's, it's not pretty it's not pretty at all if you have your contract book read please read article 35 the whole article 35 and read article 16 that would tell you what your limits are and what you are allowed to what the company is going to allow you to you see how it works how it works you can't have the company tell you that you have a dwi if you have a problem we have services we have team care services at the local which is free of charge into your medical if you have a problem if you're having a divorce, if you're having any kind of issues due to the fact that it's going to drive you to drink or it's going to drive you to smoke or it's going to drive you to sniff or it's going to drive you to do anything that you're not supposed that's going to jeopardize your job, please contact your shop steward, contact your BA, contact the hall. We have help for you guys. 
you won't have to lose everything at one time because that one time will lose everything. You'll lose your job. You'll lose your family. You lose everything. So we're trying to prevent that with team services that we have help. We do have help. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. You ask for help. It's your first step is asking for help. That's right. That's right. Don't try to take it upon yourself to uh, to try to handle it on your own. You have help. Like Hector says, you have help. You have your brothers. You have your sisters. You have a union that's willing to provide. So, you know, just listen, whatever you need, you know. My number's out there. I've given it many of times. You guys can reach me. You guys can reach Hector. You guys got the number to the show. You guys... Uh, sooner or later, I'm going to put Jamie's number out there for everybody to call Jamie too. <laughs> and it's not only the, and it's, and let mind. me let me just uh, fix it. Also, it's not only the shop stores, the BAs that's going to help your brother next to you, your brother or sister. That if you see a brother not looking right, is not is nothing wrong with approaching and saying, "Is everything okay today?" That's right. You know, you might get something out of something just by saying, are you okay today? Or how you been? How's the family? Right. And you'll get that. You'll get it out. And that's when you help each other, bring it to a shop store, bring it to a BA, and we definitely will help. That's right. So this is all coming from, you know, just trying to teach some 22-4s about stuff. But obviously, some of the veterans are also going through things like this, uh, regular RPCDs. But um, uh, I want to give a shout out to all the stewards that have been out there and trying to do their best to, to help bring along the 22-4s, knowing that they are our brothers. Regardless of how this position was created, we still have to look out for them. We still have to find a way to protect them, and we still have to find a way to give them the knowledge that they need so they can do the job safely, they can get home to their families, and they can learn how to do the job without losing their jobs. Talking about 22-4s. 22 Fords is going to be one of the locals' biggest headache. And I'm not saying because it's, it's, it's because they will not train right. Absolutely. So this with this pandemic going on, you know, the company was hiring left and right. We have a crazy increase in membership because of this hiring. They were hiring left and right because of the of the of what's going on. And uh, I, we went from, I, I really don't. I think it was 68 to 7,700, almost a 1,000 members that uh, are now with Local 804. With that said, the 22 Fords wasn't trained properly. And I'm going to tell you why what they wasn't trained properly. Uh, because we have, I, I, I spoke to a 22 Ford. He was trained one day and was a helper for the rest of his 39 days and never was a regular uh, driver. driver. So now you get in. Now he's getting behind. Now they're putting him behind the wheel, and either a he, all he, he knows how to do is deliver. He all knows how to do is deliver. He parking and uh, I mean it's gonna be a big problem for local eight hundred four, and I'm sure throughout the whole United States with these uh, with these twenty two fours because they wasn't properly trained, uh, delivering wise. Uh, not leaving, you know, with us, they taught us not to leave the packages in the in the car and right. then go to a no. And yeah, also, leave, mm -hmm. how about leave leaving the, the keys, keys in the truck? How about <laughs> leaving the keys? Well, I, not not only twenty two fours do that. All right, I, and I, just, drivers that just, do just, that. just to give you guys the information, and I'm not going to put out the whole story because I'm still, you know, I'm still running on this case. 
but in 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 Santa Nias, uh, it was a truck stolen this week, this Friday. It was a truck stolen. Why the truck was stolen? A 22-4 decided to leave the keys, the bulkhead keys, on the bulkhead door with the ignition keys in it. Someone got in the truck, turned it on, and Took drove off. across the Bronx. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay? And 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 it, it's, a, it's a long story, but right now it's being investigated, so I can't really talk much about it. But this is what I'm saying about the 22-4. They're not trained properly like us. Remember when we used to lock the keys inside the car? We were fucking panicking. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, what, oh what, God. I'm going to get disciplined. Yeah. And, 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 you know, now it's just like they, they, they don't know that. They don't know that they have to carry the keys. Remember, we had yeah. to carry the keys in on our your hand, on in your our finger. finger, or in your pocket. Yeah, yeah in your pocket, on your shirt. Well, they prefer the finger, 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 yeah. finger. So the you finger. Put the, put the loop on. Yeah, your, your ring finger. To, so you, that's how we was taught back in the days. You think they're teaching them that now? No. Absolutely not. Because why? Because sometimes we have the automatic starter the trucks. Poppers, yep. You know, they don't. They, they never. They'll never see a, a, a stick shift. A stick shift truck. Because they all drive automatics. And that's another fucking problem. When we took the job, we had to learn. We had to know how to ride stick ride shift. Guess what? We have 22 Fords out there that never drove a stick shift. And they are on the job now. So now what happens is that if a truck comes on the route that has a stick shift, he can't, can't do it. He can't drive it. Because he didn't never, you know, he didn't have to take the, the, the qualified test to come into. That's the one I'm saying that. So the 22-4s are going to be a big problem to all the shop stewards out there. Get ready. Yeah. Because the, methods and procedures is going to be a big thing with 22-4s. Yep. Uh, and a lot of shortcuts and all that is going to be done. And I guarantee you the guys, the veteran guys are not going to be in the office. The 22-4s are going to be definitely in the office. So let's get together as brothers and sisters and teach these 22-4s the right way. No shortcuts whatsoever because I see a lot of shortcuts. I see a guy. Wow. I had a guy that was... Uh, padding routes, he's six months on the job. How the fuck you learn how to pad a route? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's whatever. But but, but no, one, no, one, one thing, one thing I want to say, you're, you're, I know a lot of them that probably in, in some centers are not being taught properly, but one thing I can say as far as Forsterville, when they come through there, we're mentoring them. We're helping them. We're trying to teach them the proper way. The, the thing is, they don't listen, you know? No matter how many times we tell them over and over, don't do this, don't do that, do this this way, do this, they don't listen. Yeah, they don't listen to you, but they listen to the guy that that's has telling time that's telling way. them how to do it the wrong way. Exactly. Dude, that's who they and listen to. And then about. when they get in trouble, that's when they wanna they, listen. That's when they come running to you, yeah. You know, so why can't they just listen from the <coughs> beginning to the right thing, do it, the right way. That's why you we know? have to get together. That's why all the shop stewards have to start getting together and having more meetings with these 22-4s. Yeah, DJ. I know it can be a pain in the butt, but we got to get out there. We got to, uh, you know, we did it with one it's center. It's not a pain in the butt to teach them. It's a pain in the butt to get them to listen. Right, but if we, That's the problem. If we constantly do it, uh, Jamie. But you're constantly, we, you're constantly telling them and telling them and telling them, they're constantly not listening. Well, we so at going. some point... It's up to them. Do the, BA, do, the, do the BA goes to your mentoring case? I mean, uh, classes? 
Well, yeah, the BA sometimes comes Well, me with. as a BA, I go to all the mentoring classes for the 22 right. Fours because right, I know what's about to happen. So I go there, and I'm talking like I'm talking right now. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. This is your job. You want this job as a career. This is what you must not fucking do. Right. This is what you should do. And, you know, and I tell them straight up, and I said, listen, I'm going to be the one that's got to be there to represent your ass. So you need to be everything <laughs> correct, and you need to be er and you need to tell the fucking truth. Because the truth, I can fight a truth. I can't fight a lie. Mm -hmm. All right? And let me tell you something. This company knows if they asking you a question, it's because they already have the answer. Yeah. They just waiting for you to fucking lie to so, get you for dishonesty. So, so let me, you have, you have 22, and once again, it's not just 22 fours, regular drivers, making U-turns on streets that they shouldn't make U-turns on. I'm like, how did you just do that? Who taught you that? supervisor told me this is what you're supposed to do why i'm telling you but the supervisor will say i never said i that. never that's exactly what i said they're gonna I cover said, their asses i said do you think if something happens the supervisor is gonna say yeah i, t I said they're gonna say what what are you talking about I just want to congratulate a lot of drivers uh, that uh, are keeping up to a lot of drivers uh, uh, keeping it real with the union, um, the, the real union guys, you know, that keep it real, real. So, you know, we have all these helpers that came into effect because of this pandemic right. thing. And a lot of a lot of drivers, they they were real good. They kept days of the helpers, kept the which which became a big issue because the issue is that now we have full time helpers because they made forty and seventy. So so, they're, so they're, they're fighting that now, right? Well, they, I don't give a shit. They're fighting. I, you know, they made it, so What's they got to get guaranteed eight right. hours a day, full time. I mean, it sucks because we got a lot of part timers that been waiting for right. a situation like that. It it really really sucks. It really really sucks. But the 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 company don't you know they just want the work done and, and we're just the number to them and we just want to deliver package. But even with even with that, you tell them keep track of your days. They still don't keep track of their days. I know, man. When you ask them how many days do you have, oh I don't, I don't know. I got it in my. And you know, I catch man. them when they're a couple of weeks <laughs> in, and I say to them, "Have you been counting your days?" Yeah, I've been counting my days. So I'll come about a month later and be like, okay, you should be about ready. You know where you're at? Um, I can't remember. I had, what's and so I'm hard like, about it? I had a guy come up to, to me. He said, I think I made book. I said, how many days you have? He goes, 63. Unbelievable. I was like, really? <laughs> you think you, you made think book? You think you made book? <laughs> <laughs> the one that you've been, been I said, how, how many times you went home? And now I got to go a whole uh I got to do a backlog of uh, payroll inquiry I mean, on him. You, you know, it's like you 63 days. every day, and they still don't do it. You're trying to help them, and they still don't and do it. And they got to understand also, if you're not used as a driver or a helper that day, that day counts, okay? That day does count. A helper or a driver, you are, that day is counting. As soon as you punch into that die board, well, well, that day counts. Apparently, they're, they're telling me those certain days don't count. I don't know. Somebody... One of, the, <laughs> one of the 22 fours came up to me and said, do you count the old three days or the old four? I'm like, what What are those? It said, old three? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's no such thing as the old three. He said, you know, you have to code it old three or code it this. Old or three. I said, what? I said, every day you go in that truck, If any, If, if anyone don't, don't know that if a 22 four that's just in the progress of uh, making book, 
uh, every day count when he's in that facility. And if he comes in a sixth day, and he works. He comes in as a helper for the whole thirty-eight days, whatever the hell it, those days do count towards making book. I uh, just want to give a heads up on people that just join us. Uh, John Palmer will be calling here at the What the Heck Show at three p.m. Eastern time. Uh, John Palmer is uh, running for. Uh, vice president at large. Vice president at large in the southern region, I Correct. believe. And uh, he's he's a he's a organizer also. Uh, he's been with teams uh, teams united for a while with Fred Zuckerman. He's one of those guys that got elected with the half of that. You know, they won they they regent. Um, he's also one of those guys that you know half prohibit him going to any other locals, and he's getting paid to sit home and not you know not doing his job or wow. I, I say he's still doing he wants to do his job it's just that Hoffa tied him up wow. he tied up the whole six guys that made it into the uh the, to um the international so he'll be calling up if you have any questions you know you have the live chat you can also uh write a, a question if you need to ask him a question i'm just gonna try to not to uh get any phone calls coming in i just want it, we're gonna you have questions you guys got questions for him yeah we have questions i have questions for days he's not single he's married Oh my God! Well, we <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I mean, what, uh, we got. We, what else we have? We I have. Mean, we have a quick question from a a twenty two four Terry Ann Dacre. She said, "Who whose job is it to clean the inside of the truck, not the piss bottles, the inside of the truck, because apparently they're filthy." So, who whose job is that? Is it the, the car washers? The car washes uh, are not supposed to clean the, the back part of it, but the inside, the cab, mm -hmm. the cab, you know, the windows to make sure your windows are not dirty to look, you know, those are the, but what, you, do you call these guys car washes now or you call them valet parkers? <laughs> yeah. I, because, yeah. <laughs> because they don't have time to wash these cars because, right, you know, everyone's out there to 10, 11 o'clock at night, you know, right. delivering Then when they come, they got to. You know, organize. You know, you can't blame the car washes for what's not going on. You got to blame the company because right. with uh, with a state like with, what we're going through now, they should hire more car washes to get this job done. I agree. And then not only that, this fucking company, this motherfucking company, is using these fucking car washes to do package work, which is to go do pickups and all that right. shit. And the cars are not getting washed at all. So with this pandemic going on. You know, where's the cleaners? Where's the, you know, it's just it's, this company don't fucking think about the health and the welfare of every employee. They think about the, the fucking, fucking boxes and the dollars and the investors. That's what the fuck they think about. I agree. Well, we, Why are you saying wow for? You, this is your first time me. You no, 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 no. But well, we, also, we also like, have. Wow, um, it's true. If you, didn't, if you don't know, you listen to my past shows. Oh, I know. Probably every, <laughs> know. Word, every word, but it was fuck, you know? <laughs> so. Well, well, we also have at this moment, we also have um, United Way. Fuck United Way. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. now, and let me now give you a little going around yeah. with the United Way papers, but you also can go on to UPSs if you're afraid to go in when they call you to fill out the form. You can go on UPSs and fill out the United Way form yourself. If if you don't want to give, just listen, put zero. Zero on United Way form. I give online. zero. United Way screwed the 1997 uh, strike when. 
uh, our great company, our great union went to strike on 97 in nationwide. And the, the Teamsters asked United Way to help out to the fellow brothers and sisters that are out there in the picket line for water, anything, a donation. And they fucking denied it. They didn't give it to us. And we were going to give to them. Fuck the United uh, As the Italians say, they get Ugats. Yeah. You get Ugats. Fangu, la da zona. Y'all Italian today? Uh, fuck it. <laughs> just know a couple of words. Just know a couple of words. I'm on that move that I'm like, fuck it to everything, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, when John Palmer calls, I don't say fuck a lot, you know? Yeah, easy around my man, John. <laughs> yeah. So, so this Saturday, at work, a couple of 22-4s came up to me. They said, well, one of them said, normally on Saturdays, my route is in Canarsie. Now the supervisor's telling me I have to do a route in Brownsville. So I said, you don't have a route. There are no routes on Saturday. You have to pick by seniority. He said, no, my route is normally... In Canarsie, I normally do the route in Canarsie. That's the route I'm assigned to in Canarsie. But today, they got me going to Brownsville. I said, again, there are no routes on Saturday. You have to pick by seniority. I said, do you want to go pick? Yeah. Or do, do, do you feel like your, <laughs> your rights are being violated? What part of yeah, no, there are no, no routes no. on Saturday well, did he not understand? I, I'm trying to <laughs> Do you feel like your rights are being violated? If you do, you have to file a grievance. Soon as it said grievance, guess what? He ran away from me. You know what? I'll just, um, <laughs> I'll just pick a route. I'll just go pick a route. <laughs> I'll just do that Brownsville route now, right? Yeah. What, is yeah. So, what, what is he so scared about filing a grievance for? You feel like your rights are if, violated, If any right? shop stewards are listening, please... Tell the 22-4s they have no, I feel sorry, I feel bad for saying it, but, you know, thanks to uh, Dennis Taylor, this is why, you know, the 22-4s don't have a lot of rights. Um, I'm getting a lot of calls with 22-4s that want to transfer to buildings. You cannot transfer to a building. You're assigned to that building. You cannot transfer to any other building, only if you're a regular package driver. Uh, talking about regular package driving 22-4s. So right, we, found, we found out that uh, they were hiring too many of the guys. And so, you know, it's 25% for each building. Each building. So up in Bronx North, uh, they have two centers, Pelham and Foster, and they went over their limit. So this... Who, who does that? And Foster Avenue too, you're saying? Or? I, I mean, you, well... Because I know they the hired do way... It. The shops doing the BAs gotta find, you know, what's the, the amount, percentage right. and what what center. But in my in in up in the north, uh, Bronx and Mount Vernon, I caught that they hired too many of their percentage. So now they're moving guys from twenty two fours into O three hundred, which is regular drivers, and now they're gonna be on a regular driver progression grade. So who who handles that? Is that you as the BA? Well, if see, because the company's not gonna tell you. Right, no, that they no. have too many twenty-two fours. So it, the shop steward or the BA will see because you know the twenty-two fours. I gotta have a separate, separate list, list. Okay, right. so you 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 have to keep on top of it because I saw nothing but names getting on that twenty-two four list. And that's only the people that made book. No, or everyone gets trainers? on that all the training because then that's where you tell. All right, this is the cutoff point. The fourteen guys or whatever for the twenty-five uh, percent. This is the cutoff for anything else that is extra. 
Then you go ask if these all guys made book, and then the guys in the bottom did they make book? Right. Know? So my my question is, as far as the twenty five percent, that's only for the people that made book, not the people that are training. That's correct. That's, so now, if you have more than twenty five percent, who makes that call as far as? Well, moving people up. If you have a shop steward that's on top of it, and you have a BA that's on top of it, they make the call. What the call is, you put in, we put in the grievance, okay, okay? and the we do a payroll inquiry that we okay. do. They send us a big sheet of every they hold time time, and then you do the count. We do the count. Okay, it's supposed to be the labor doing the count, but we'll do it because we want to fasten the uh, progress. And once we see that the guy made forty and seventy. The grievance goes in right away to the center manager. He made book. You need to put him on, on, on the schedule as a book guy now. Now, with that set, the percentage. You go with the percentage. Well, how many percentage are they supposed to have? How many, how many drivers? 14, 15, whatever the case may be. Once they've reached that 15 mark, and if they are 20 that made book at 22 fours, then you're going to have to do the process of moving them up to old 300. The company didn't want to do that they wanted to just be slick and keep them as 24 but now we're catching it and it's happening all over now because i'm quite sure they have more I than 25 percent. i just moved i just moved yeah 10 guys. i think it just happened so i think you need to sit down yeah. with uh costa antoine well, Eugene. I, I have my numbers right well you guys got to do it by building well, i don't correct. know if they're considering you guys separate of no Foster we're, Village. We're, you're not we're, we're forced to. so you guys got to put your percentages together and make sure like, no 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 no, no, no. wait a minute 25 percent foster is a different building well, that's no, they the problem. We're, they're we're, saying they're, they're part of absolutely not, center. absolutely not. They two different, two different buildings. You got Forster Avenue and you got Forsterville. So your building is only your building is one center, right? So twenty five percent of one of how many guys you have on that roster, uh, as far as regular drivers, that's the twenty five percent that you should have as twenty two fours. Wow. See, this is conflicting. Because no, it is conflicting. We're, we're supposed to be. They say that we're not one building. They say. Yeah, well, so let me ask you a question. Do one a- center manager runs your building and another and another center? How many how many center managers you have? We only one. have one one center manager at Fosterville, right? Bro, okay, same. with how many supervisors? We have one, two, three, three. All right, wh- whatever the case may right. be, it's one is a different building. It's like Metro Queens and Maspeth. They're not connected. They different buildings. Just like you are. Let me ask you something. Does Metro Queens have its own customer counter? Yes. We well, don't have we, They don't have that. That so, building. So what's that, what's that no, have to no, do I'm with it? Saying. No, no. I'm just curious because if they're a separate building, they should have their own customer counter because a lot of their work comes to us. And the clerks in our building, the clerks from over there do the work. And then the clerk's work's got to come to us, and we have to redo it and put it into our system just so that we could put it in our seven-day room. Because they said we have to count. We're counting it together. Us as a local, we consider uh, Fosterville a building. Because remember, we started out with 14 buildings. Now we had 17. 17 17 buildings. So if if Fosterville is definitely considered a building. Well, I I have to we, I have to find that out for yeah, sure. We have to get down I, I to the bottom numbers. of that because it's been it's been an issue at our building for a long time. Like you were saying earlier, I see somebody in our chat room was saying that I believe it was Dave Carew that oh there you are is Dave Carew our our brother the legend Dave Carew out of um, Long Island. He says they take the DOT cards from the car uh, um, from their car washes in our building. 
our car washes uh, a lot of them still have their dot and actually like you were saying earlier they do car washes are doing they're shuttling the work from that yes, building, they don't to the work. building. so you know and this is what they're saying when there's like a seniority issue but like, we're our worst enemy when it comes to that because i had an issue approaching car washes about doing this out of classification work and the first thing out of the why are you trying to take money out of my pocket why well you're breaking the contract you're breaking your own contract by doing that they gotta hire more people by you doing it they don't hire more people more members and so more would you membership. say that's a, a a driver's job like that should be created well, as a driver job where if they're shuttling it's a feed it's a feeder's job but if they doing pickups for the drivers, that's a driver's job. You're taking away an overtime uh, for a driver. So if let's say a driver has to do a, a big major pickup that he has to come back to the truck, I mean, come back to the building and get a 22-footer to do that pickup, that's his overtime right. that you're taking away. But the shuttling of the packages, the, the air and the ground packages, those... Those There's so much by issues happening between us having that building that have been created over this. For one, like you said, you do have drivers in the morning shuttling work back and forth. The work that, that comes to force the village because the Canarsie Center used to be in our building, right. all the work well, from have, our building, right. I'm talking about everything, heck. I'm talking about the stuff that goes to the offices, the uniforms, all goes there first to force the village. Then they have to shuttle it to our building right. where our guys in the morning separate what they need to separate. Then at night, because those drivers aren't in and those drivers are somewhere else or off the clock already, they use the car washers to shuttle the work back and forth. The work that's needed for the customers that are coming to pick up packages, which are same-day will calls, calls, the air packages. Right. Sometimes they'll ask one of you guys that actually has the package to come drive it over to right. us, but a lot of times they are shuttled over by car washers. Right. And then again, we with have, the seniority list. They have a truck lined up for us and we put them in a the truck. And again, with the seniority list, the seniority can be a situation because now when a job goes up for bid, it's up for bid through both buildings. It's not like they're their own building right. and that building has their jobs that go up for bid and Foster has their jobs that go up for bid. No. It's, it's all together as one building. The senior Right. So let's say we need a clerk. The list goes in their building and the bid list comes in our that's building. That's bullshit. I'm telling you, that's we're, what's happening. We're considered one that's building. Bullshit. So we need to sit down. And have our, I guess, our business agents between Dave Cintron and Dave Luby, and sit down with. Uh, Let labor, me ask you a question. And we have to settle this because it, if that going on for how many drivers? How many right. drivers come out of that Forsterville? A hundred and fifteen. What do you? What do you guys? I'm got? not exactly sure. The and that's all they could fit, or they can add another. Well, they moved. They moved some to Metro Queens recently. Yeah. Yeah, that's they move some routes to Metro I would, Queens. I would, I would, I would uh, talk to Dave and see if that's a separate building because that's it yeah, should we be. have. But the, they, we, the answer is we're all together. That building, building could only have, I believe, they had a limit at 110 routes. I believe that's where you guys were at. So let me ask you a question: When in Foster, in Foster Avenue, you guys were in Foster Avenue right. at one point, right? Yes. Point. So how many centers they have there? It was always four, but now it's just three. Three, and now you're the. They're in the other building. It might be. It might be. They just they just needed the room and made another that's building. That's right. They did. Apparently, so they were supposed to go back. So it might not be a building. Hook. It I was supposed it. to be a temporary thing, and when, it went on when, a little further than it should have. Once the Red Hook building supposedly goes up, that's when we're supposed to go back. They're gonna make the official switch, and then they're they're supposed to be shutting that building down. But we still don't know. It's kind of up in the air. Yeah. But it's been a real clusterfuck. Heck, let me tell you, it's been a real clusterfuck. I don't know. 
don't understand. But anyway, anyone that's just joining us uh, at 3 o'clock in 10 minutes, uh, John Palmer will be calling up the radio show and doing a live interview with Tony Rosario and, Jenny, and Jamie Hooligan. 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 Why you say Jenny? Hula? You say Jenny. Because my, like my English Jenny. is not very good looking. That's why. <laughs> you look like a Jenny. You're lucky you got a, a J in it. <laughs> Jenny Hooligan. <laughs> You're lucky you got a uh, Janie. So, so not not to cut you off, but just to go back you to are. that. <laughs> <laughs> not to cut me off, but you are. Okay, got Just ahead. to go back to that topic. So that, as far as that process of moving 22 fours up to regular package car drivers is handled between the shop stewards and the BA. Not because I just got a, a text saying that apparently the lawyer, the union lawyer has to get involved or something. Or the union lawyer handles that? I don't know. The, the process that I went through right. is that I, I went with the shop steward. We looked it up. He was telling me who on that list made book, and it came up to 19 guys. And I said, wait a minute. They are way past the, uh, the percentage. I went to the center manager, and he's like, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how it works. So I said, okay. Call labor. I put in the grievance for to move those guys to 0300. ASAP or he's going to have to lay off all the trainees and they can't make any they can't have any trainees they can't have anything until these guys are, are moved into a 0300 so because I made that 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 thing labor called me and says okay you won we're going to take those you know the the top guys and moving up to three uh 0300 when is that happening Did they already happen done already? Okay. it's already done I, I moved 10 guys from five from each center they now are regular package drivers they're not 22 fours anymore nice so now i'm working on the pay rate now now they got you know they get a different pay rate a right. different progression so that's that's i'll be working on that this week but like i said as soon as they started the 0300 they're going to get paid from that point on as a regular driver uh 0300 um, and also, someone put up there that the seniority carries with them. He's right about that because right. if you have a preload that has 17 years Absolutely. and just became a 22-4, and he moves guy. up to and he moves up to 0300, yep. he moves up with his seniority. That's right. right. So he's going to be up there. And I had one guy that did that that he had uh, eight years on the job, and his seniority jumped when he went to 0300. Mm -hmm. jumped all the way up and everybody like yo he just started as a 20 yeah you know he just started but he's a he's a part-time and his uh time do carry all right another quick question uh J our brother joe doherty our uh our brother irishman out there in uh, long island at the uh, ocean bay center uh is it ocean bay no it's uh oyster bay oyster bay center he says what is he really irish yeah, well, are you kidding me? Have you is heard he the man really speak? Irish? He's a true Irishman. He's a true Irishman. All right, all right. Yeah, this song is for him. <laughs> uh, when it comes to seniority, do twenty-two fours get to transfer before RPCDs? I know they get vacation picks by center of seniority. They can um, transfer. They can transfer. Uh, I don't believe twenty-two fours can transfer 22 at fours all. Cannot transfer. They have no. Uh, the, the poor twenty-two fours have no protections against transfers. They can't transfer. They can't ask for request loads. They can't even get on the nine-five list. I don't believe. So uh, these are things that we definitely have to fight for on the next contract. Hopefully, uh, I feel like uh, we get um, Hoffa and Vyarma, well, Vyarma and his people out, 
and we can get a regime of people in that will be fighting for the rights of the 22-4s in particular or eliminating the position altogether, making them all RPCDs because that position is just not working. So we're hoping for one or the other. Either way, if they do stay, because I know it's hard to take something back once it's already been given, maybe we can fight to get some more protections on these guys where they can't get re request loads, go on 9-5s, be able to transfer <laughs> Or just eliminate that position. Make those guys straight up RPCDs all around. No more 22-4s. Just and stop with the bullshit. All right, we got enough combos. The 22-3 is a great combo position. It works like a combo position. The part-timers are happy with it. They get to come inside, go out, help a driver, go back inside. Uh, wherever it be preload or local sort. I think it works really well, and I don't think we need any more combo jobs. To be honest with you, yeah, well, they they owe us a lot of a lot of full time positions. Uh, there's uh, preloaders that uh, made forty seven accidental, and they're still waiting for a position. So they they owe us. Um, to answer your question, uh, game over DJs. Um, I'm pretty sure any member has the right to bid on any position. It's just a matter of time. It's always seniority rules. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes on that one. And you Can know what? And, and someone position? just wrote that about a nine five list and the eight and in the eight hour request low. Right. You know the company's not telling these twenty two fours when they get interview or what the J the job is all about. The job is a twenty two four. They, they didn't tell them that they're going to work uh, Wednesday to Sunday when they do put that into effect because they don't even know that they might be working on Sundays. Uh, they tell them Tuesday to Saturday, you know, you get eight hours, it's good benefits, blah, 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 blah. But they don't tell them the bad shit about it. Oh, by the way, you're not allowed to have get on the 9-5 list. You're not allowed to have a request law. So if you... And that you really don't have a job. Exactly. Until you pass probation. Exactly. You know, they don't tell the they don't tell them at the interview all no. this stuff. No, they find out when they hear an RPCD go up to the manager and say, listen, I'm a, I want to be on the 9-5. Or they hear the shop steward taking in 9-5 people on the list. Or they hear the, the guy go to the manager and say, I want to have a request load for this week. And they're like, hey, what's that? I oh. want one of those. Oh, hey, hey. Nine yeah. five list? Oh man, let me get. I got, can I get on the nine five list? And once, and it's like too late. You took the job. They didn't tell you about this, oh. and I'm sorry. What, what do you do? Or they hear when they have thirty five days in, and they say you're not cutting it. Yeah, like, what does that mean? We don't. What need does you. that mean? I'm not we're gonna cutting it. We're gonna put you on a layoff <laughs> list, and we're gonna call you in two more months. Right. You know. It, it's, they don't let them know that. They don't mm -hmm. let them know anything, and that's why when the twenty two fours, they don't even teach them the right way. Call, okay, call there, there goes John Palmer's on on right now. Okay. I don't know why is this. Uh, oops, I hung up on him by mistake. Oh my God, you hung up. John, on John sorry, call back. Is that, I don't know why is this uh, is 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 ringing. Let me ask you something. Carl had a question, uh, Hector. Uh, as far as putting in payroll inquiries, can only the shop steward? Put in a payroll inquiry, or can any member just go up to their manager and ask them to make an inquiry? I believe anybody. The member should member deal with the BA. To, to, to the BA specifically? For his, he should deal with the BA. For He want to put in a request. Yeah, if you want to put in an information request, labor doesn't uh, just give it to anyone. They either give it to management or to us. Uh, so we request. The only thing you have to do is give the the full name and ID to uh, the business agent or your shops to it. And we can look it up. We can get the because they they sent it to us in uh, the hall by email. And um, John, okay, here we go. Union power. 
Hey, this is Union Power Radio. Is this Mr. John Palmer speaking? It is. How are you today? How brother? you doing, John Palmer? This is Tony Rosario, your host here on the What the Heck Show on Union Power Radio with my co-host Jamie Haynes and Hector Fortis. How you doing, brother? Good to, good to speak to you again. It's always good to be with my brothers. Glad to talk to y'all. How's everything going? Everything is going smooth. We're here to chat in a way about the 22-4 position and how it has affected our world and uh, trying to teach these new young up-and-comers about the job and trying to explain to them that we're basically sorry that they can't get on the 9-5, that they can't have request loads, that they that they just not entitled to transfer. And it's pretty tough because when they were offered this position, John, they weren't told any of this. So when they hear the other drivers saying, oh, I want to go on the 9-5 or I need a request load for Friday, they're, they're like well why, why can't i get one of those and unfortunately they're not part of that deal that's a big question that's a long question the yeah, question really you, is what you is didn't odds? put on that you the, didn't put on that sleeping thing uh yeah yeah uh <laughs> well, the, the real question is john uh as, well introduce yourself john there first. Go. Yeah, tell there us you go. who john, you are tell, john. tell everybody a little about yourself and how long you've been a teamster and some of the stuff you've done in the past so people can get a little idea of who you are sir Okay, so I've been a Teamster for, I guess, close to 34 years now. Um, I, I originally started organizing, well, I, I came out of freight. Uh, I, I went to work for my first uh, union company, a company called Red Arrow Freight Lines back in 1980, right out of the military. Um, became a freight Teamster in 87, went to work for ABF, um, and then got involved in organizing in the early 90s. Supported Ron Carey, actually rode around with Ron and when he was down here, him and Eddie Burke and an old, I think it was a Valiant, Dodge Valiant or something, staying in La Quinta Inns and that. Um, got was lucky enough to hire on as a project organizer during the Carey years and work on the overnight campaign. Uh, went back to the freight truck, spent a little time as a business agent. Went back to organizing uh, in 03 with the Hoffa administration and uh, saw things from the inside and, and, and decided that it was time for a change and and um, really thought I was going to get fired, honestly. Uh, had no, <laughs> no clue that I would win. Right. Um, but I'm excited about making a difference, brother. I, I mean, organizing is the lifeblood of our union. So, um, you know, I'm excited to be here and I'm excited about what lays ahead of us. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, a lot of people, John, um, speak highly of you, especially as an organizer and your organizing skill. You, uh, I, I met you in Chicago. I don't know if you remember, um, but uh, speaking to you for a good, I would say, 20 minutes, I could already see that you're the type of guy that has the gift to speak to people and be able to uh, organize, I'm sure, large groups of people and get people together. And, and, and I feel like you have a gift for that. And do you feel going into uh, Oz, uh, uh, joining the Oz United States, you'll be able to continue doing things like that or be like a start a committee or be part of a committee that has uh, a, a huge organizing aspect to it? Well, I, I absolutely enjoy organizing. I think, I think uh, you know, my passion is, is for organizing. I, uh, to answer your question, yes, I, I, I believe we will. Uh, we need to rebuild our organizing department. And I will say this, and it's not uncommon uh, um, in politics in general. You know, the most political department in every international union is usually the the organizing department. And and I may be naive in the thought that somehow we can 
we can remove the politics from that department, but that certainly would be my goal. And I think, I think we're far more productive when we're not, when we're, we're focused on doing one thing and that's educating people and organizing. And, and I, I that's not just, uh, um, the external model either. I think that's what we're missing at, as, as a labor movement. We're, we're not organizing inside and, and, and building the same kind of committees and, and organizing around issues. Like you said, the 22, four issue that, how do we bring people into our union and tell them, you know, here's your $20 an hour job. You're going to do the same work as a, uh, you know, as, as a, as a full regular package car driver, but you, you have no nine, five rights. Uh, right. you're going to, you're going to work, uh, Tuesday through Saturday. Um, maybe even Sundays eventually. Yeah. I mean, it's all coming. I mean, we opened the, we opened the barn door on that and, and it's going to be, interesting you know i'm you know clearly not going to be the one that negotiates the ups contract i'm an organizer but fred and sean and many other skilled people will be doing that and they'll have to you know they'll have to look at that issue and i just don't feel it's fair to ask a new member to join the union when you're like okay here's your job it's a it's a you know half of what the other guy has that's right how are we building unity with that approach absolutely a hundred percent agree uh, one of our members, Carl Morial out in Long Island, asked, uh, Mr. Palmer, is he, uh, wait, uh, uh, is he, has he heard any efforts for Oz to attempt to organize Amazon? Well, that's a good question. Has there been any, any talk about organizing Amazon or is that like a hush-hush kind of thing, Mr. Palmer? Well, I, I know that uh, I actually had a discussion a couple of weeks ago uh, with Jeff Farmer about where they were on Amazon. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Jeff Farmer is the current organizing director. Um, and so the, the the big answer, the long answer to this is, I, I believe it's essential that, that we uh, have a strategy to organize Amazon. I also uh, don't think that we did a great thing by going outside of the AFL-CIO and, and, and creating this change to win thing dividing the talent up and the, uh, the labor up. And I, I think this is a big campaign that would require multiple unions and, and a strategy that we're talking about uh, that would last uh, several years. I mean, you know, and leverage pieces that would, would leverage Amazon. So uh, and building allies, you know, in the communities and abroad as well. I mean, these strategies have been used in other campaigns. I, I believe that's what we'd have to do here. Labor law in America sucks. Uh, the National Labor Relations Board is absolutely horrible. It's even more horrible now over the last three and a half years. Uh, they've literally appointed union-busting attorneys to the board. Oh, we, get, we regularly get horrible decisions. But to answer your question, I think, I think we need to sit down and, and, and build a, a strategy. Uh, because if you go out and try to organize, I know there's people that have done it. Uh, one Amazon warehouse, you're never going to get a contract. Um, we're running into that with freight, with XPO. You're never going to get a contract. Um, you're going to you're going to spend you're going to get a lot of people fired. And, and to me, that's the most painful thing in an organizing drive is is to look at somebody and realize they followed your lead and they got fired. I mean, it happens. It's a reality. But but I, I it, it it still hurts to this day. I've been doing this for 20 years. It hurts. Well, I have a question for you, Mr. Palmer. 
Uh-oh, Jamie. You know who Jamie is, Jamie. Uh, I do. My brother. How you doing, brother? Jamie is the one that asked that last question. Go ahead. Before you guys hung up on that conference call about Black Lives Matter. Right. And you called him on the radio show and answered it for him. I but, appreciate uh, that. He's the man with all the good questions, all the hardcore <laughs> questions. Oh, well, yeah. Well, let, him, let him come. Oh, that's it. Let him go. Fire away, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Being that you said that you're you're an organizer, I'm assuming that you you have a strategy to get people involved. So my question to you is, what 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 type of strategy would you use on the people that are coming in now, either as 22-4 or a part-timer, to get them more involved with the union now? What would you use or what would you say to get them more involved? I, I, think, I think what we've got to do is connect to these people. And, and, and I think, again, you know, we've been a top-down uh, union. The Teamsters has. And, and uh, um, you know, it, I'm going to go back to Ron Carey. You know, I know this is a long answer, but I, I really am answering your question. Um, we, Ron Carey prepared our members for a strike um, in 97 and they went out and organized and told everybody this could happen let's be ready and they took a strike vote well ahead of the contract and, and Ron Carey finally followed through and, and many of the issues he fought for the same ones that we've given back you know part time work um, you know the, the pensions were, were, you know the UPS way back then was still trying to get out of the central states pension which we we did finally you know uh, unfortunately for people like myself and many of my other brothers and sisters who are still in central states and and as as it you know it just plummets but um we we need we need a bottom-up uh, uh theme we need to we need to organize on the ground floor i i think uh um the young guy needs you know people the older guys to come to them and tell them look you know this isn't this isn't what we wanted either and and, and we're, we need to work on the next contract i, th I think it's going to really take and let the horses out of the barn it's it, this we're not talking about a simple thing of just turning it around the, you know ups is is, is going to dig in on this so mm -hmm. I, I think we have to be ready for a fight and I, i'm not advocating for a strike don't don't get me wrong but i i think that always has to be a, a reality or a consideration and and i think the members want leadership that's going to be frank and honest with them and they want to see that leadership and hear that leadership and we need to be visible that's right i think i mean I, I, you know that's there's, there's a lot in that question brother yeah but, yeah. but, I, but I think that's it i mean we can't um you know there, there's a reason we get 17 percent voting in an election no one's inspired anymore yeah. We need we need to inspire people. It needs to be bottom up. Okay, Mr. Hector Fortis has a question for of you. Of course, I have a question, John. I guess you know who I am. And uh, I me and John are pretty cool. We we talk a lot when we are away on, on certain things. When I was on boots on the grounds with him and all kinds of crazy shit going on with this half of bullshit. But anyway, John. Now that you're running with uh, a uh, ex officer which is uh, Sean O'Brien, and a couple of your uh, slate guys are uh, uh, ex officers um, we had uh, John uh, Juan Campos here, and we asked him almost the same question, but I think I'm going to be more direct to you because you're my boy. 
But uh, I, I want to know what we went through in the past when Suckerman was running for uh, IBT president and what we ran into these officers, and I call them officers because that's where they, they live and die and eat hoffa. You're running with half of the slate with some officers that were totally against the reform. How do you feel running and what is the relationship? Because people want to know what made John Palmer go with Sean O'Brien? Well, I, w- I will start with saying that, um, you know, my long-term relationship with Fred Zuckerman and, and knowing that uh, uh, the kind of man Fred is, I've been fortunate enough to help Fred and his local and do some organizing there uh, prior to COVID-19. And he's got some really good people there. Brian Trafford's one of the organizers in his local union. Um, so that, that relationship with Fred and trust in Fred and his knowing that, that, that Fred's concern is always about uh, what's going to be best for the membership first. And then the experience I had with Sean O'Brien, I, I will tell you, uh, when I first was elected, I went to a national UPS uh, panel and the Hoffa uh, people tried to throw me out of the hearing room. And um, at that time, Sean was the, the parcel director. Sean uh, came out and met with me and said, you're, you're an international vice president. Uh, you, you're welcome anywhere you need to be in this in this meeting room or any any other meeting room um just happens to be sean sits right next to me at the geb he's very engaging he's very passionate and and he believes in the same things we believe in so um you know i always tell people that i've got a closet that has a couple of those red vests in it you know Uh, they're, they're there, you know. I went to the committee, and I mean, I went to the convention. I wasn't a delegate, but I wore the vest um, for the same reason a lot of people do it. In all honesty, I wore the vest because I wanted to keep my job, and I understand why people do that. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now I'm a little further on in life, and I can, you know, I'm, I'm in a spot where I can take risks and and um, stand on on principle. And if I lose my job, I lose my job, but I'm going to stand on principle. I believe I've got an opportunity to work with uh, some of those other officers that were Hoffa uh, officers um, and do some good for the members. And I, I've, you know, I've been waiting since Ron Carey for an opportunity to see our union unite again and and bring it back to them. And seriously, I know we say that all the time, but our, our members, my God, they're, you know, they're starving for leadership. And, and uh, that's what that's why I'm doing this. I believe I believe Sean will work uh, for the members and with us. And, and I really look forward to having an opportunity to make a change. That's All awesome. Right. That's uh, awesome. I, Mr. Can, can I take a question? Wait, right wait, here? wait, wait. He didn't answer my question, though. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, you're going to get the raw from me. From the what the heck show because that's what the members want to hear. They want to hear right. that that is no going around the bush or trying to uh, sidetrack the question and right. any of that like that. The question was, <laughs> okay. how do you feel? Feel the members can understand that Sean O'Brien is the change man now. What do you see in Sean that made you go with him that he's going to be a change man? He's not going to be the officer that he was once. I think the, the, the simple answer to that, Hector, 
And, and if, if you felt like I started it, I apologize for that. The straightforward answer is I've, I've met him, I've gotten to know him, and we've had, you know, serious conversations about where we see the union going and we agree on those things. And uh, uh, he's, like I said, when he stood up and supported me, and, um, you know, after that, the IVT told me I couldn't travel anywhere. I couldn't, you know, unless I was a member of a local, I couldn't go to any. So, so they basically uh, sent all, all six of us away and said, y'all can't go anywhere. Um, but but I, I admire Sean for standing up to the, to the he, and he was the director at the time. I admire him for standing up and coming out and negotiating with Fred Zuckerman. Uh, knowing that, that if we were going to get a better contract, that, that he would have to incorporate the Teamsters United people. And, and also, uh, uh, you know, we had discussions about, um, you know, Fred used to, you know, have those, the license plate about TDU and Sean's made some public statements. So have some of the other officers. Um, but we, we, we agreed that we were going to have to get to know each other and our members were going to have to get to know each other. And, and I think that's it. I mean, you know, a lot of people know I'm I'm a trustee with TDU. I'm I'm extremely proud of that. I'm I'm not running from it. I'm 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 not gonna stay with TDU as long as I can. I I, I believe we've done a lot um, to help this union and and help the membership. And and I, I applaud Sean for for rolling his sleeves up and saying that hey, I want TDU support. That wasn't easy for him, and it wasn't easy for us. But for the first time in, in in twenty plus years, we've got an opportunity to do something. And, and I, 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 did I answer your question? Oh, that's a great. More, I'll keep going. Yeah. Well, I have one more question, and then I'll, I'll give it to the to the two guys because they are looking at me like kind of funny. <laughs> now I, I'm a I'm a Fred Zuckerman guy. I'm a John Palmer guy. Uh, I'm a Kimberly Shokes guy. I'm a Jones guy. I'm, because those are the guys that uh, reformed Teamsters United uh, slate, whatever, when, when right. Fred's in. Right. Why is it that he's not bringing back Kimberly Schultz? I can't answer that question. I really don't don't know. I think, um, you know, they rounded the slate out. I think they've got several really, really talented uh, women on the slate. And, you know, as, as to the whys, I... I really don't know the answer to that question, and I'm I'm being honest with you. Yeah, well, um, I'm, I I, Kim, I didn't I didn't think Kim you had an answer. Let me say this about Kim. Okay. You know, because we've got a long history. Kim is an incredibly talented woman, um, and you know, I I actually organized the the Department of Corrections down there, and I think this story needs to be told. Okay, so so Kim Kim was on our organizing committee, and you know they tried to. Um, privatize at the time we hadn't we hadn't had an election we, we they tried to privatize the uh, the prisons down there and we organized the officers down there and Kim was chief amongst them absolutely chief amongst them uh, to, to go to Tallahassee and and fight against uh, the votes weren't there fight against the privatization and we mobilized that group and won that now Here's here's what's unfortunate about what happened there. Um, Kim, they kept they immediately trusteed the local after they won. They kept it in trusteeship for almost two years, a little over two years. When they did everything they could to keep Kim from running, 
once she once she won, they allowed the PBA to raid the union back and they walked away from the whole group. So, you know, Kim lost the local, not because of her, her own self, but because the IBT uh, took took a very political position in that. And and I, um, I I think that's the kind of behavior that needs to go away. Um, when, when you're going to go after people, well, you know, I got sent home from the organizing department two minutes after I, I uh, was sworn in. So, so that's, that's the kind of thing that has to end. And, um, uh, Kim, Kim's got a bright future with the Teamsters. Uh, unfortunately, um, I, I, I have a hard time getting over what they did to, to her and that whole group of workers down there. Those are some really good people. By the way, talking about Kimberly show, she'll be here on the What the Heck show next uh, next show around. She'll be uh, doing the uh, hosting just like you, John Palmer. Of course, you know I'm going to ask her that question also. Right. But right. Uh, right. But go ahead, guys. Right, I, I, it, it, I have a I have a question for you. Another question. Um, you said that you were once a officer, and we know that Sean O'Brien was recently once a officer, and we know that Fred Zuckerman was once a officer. So my question to you is, it seemed like you, you've changed and you've overcame that. Do you think Sean O'Brien truly overcame being a officer? Okay, so so uh, the officer tag, um, I, I, I was an employee, I was never okay. an officer, and, and I actually ran against um, against the Hoffa folks while I was working for them. Okay. And, and uh, you don't have time to hear all the stories of how they came after me and tried to fire me. And they tried to fire me for organizing the organizers, by the way. <laughs> and and, and um, so um, I stood up uh, to, to the powers to be in that international union. And the reason that we needed to organize the organizers is because they abuse the organizers and they treat them like, like crap. Um, and that whole department's got a whole bunch of problems. Um, and you can't organize people if, you're, if you get your members or your organizers are just trying to find a place, a safe place to hide from, from the management and leadership in the department. Uh, so I, I frankly take exception to being an officer, okay. although I did work for them. Um, but uh, your answer to the others is, um, you know, Sean got fired from his package uh, job for working with Fred. So that shows me that he was willing to stand up as well. And again, back to my previous statement, um, TDU gets slandered by particularly the older group. And um, Sean embraced working with TDU as well, which tells me those are two pretty bold steps that, um, uh, that your stock officer um, wouldn't, wouldn't engage in. And I, I will say that, that the same thing with Fred. You know, Fred is uh, in the last campaign welcomed the support of TDU, and and we worked together with Teamsters United and TDU, and and uh, you know the the rest is history, right? There's six of us that that won against all odds. It's a shame that Fred didn't win last time. I I think we'd be in a lot better position now than you know than we currently are. But um, you know that's that's why I believe in in Sean and Fred oh, absolutely. Okay, so now, I want to say something to that because Sean O'Brien recently fought against or went against Hoffa. How come he didn't do that 
a long time ago? Why did he wait to now, knowing that Hoffa was going to retire soon and that he, he was going to eventually have to run? So do you feel a lot of people are feeling like this was a ploy to get him to run? Well, I'll say this, that, that uh, Hoffa hadn't announced his retirement until long after Sean announced he was going to run. You know, uh, but, you know, but, but we, we could say this. About he knew, my, in know. my opinion and in most other people's opinion, is that he knew this was coming. And well, they, they feel like this was a ploy to get him or to boost him to, to I, win this election uh, or, or to boost you know, they, I, they had plenty of different ways to boost I, I, their I could probably answer that question for Palmer. I mean, John Palmer can't answer a question right, right. for Sean O'Brien. Right. But I can, what, the history that we have. No, I'm, with, just, I'm, just getting his, I'm just getting his view on how it feels. I know he can't well, you know, technically get it. Let me just say this. I don't, I don't believe that to be the case. But, okay. but I, I mean, I think the follow-up statement that, that was just made is true, that, that I can't speak for someone else. But, right. but I, I do know that the whole issue of the botching of the the ups contract and and the direction he was headed the company wasn't happy with where he was headed right. and that tells me he was standing up to do the right thing so okay and look guys i you know i mean we all have um times and things in our life where we've maybe been somewhere and and realized uh we made a mistake you know and and uh <laughs> We, we, you know, I, I don't even want to go into it, right? Hanging with the wrong that, crowd, right? I'd say. Hanging yeah. with the wrong crowd, uh, Mr. Palmer. I've done it more than once, my friend. Hang, yes, hanging sir. with the wrong crowd, and sometimes we do things that listen. We don't want to do, but we're in that position where listen, if we Sean, don't do it, we might Sean, lose our job. Sean was in an awkward position because right. his job, his I boss, and you know that's the Hoffer, the Hoffer, Mr. Hoffer. Is the one that would say, "Listen, if you're not with me, you're against me. I would take, I would take away your, your, right. your, your, your pocket. Living the nice life. Either you stick with me, right. or you're gonna be gone." And right. with Sean O'Brien, I guess the last icing on the cake was when he fired him from the division package uh, driver. And the reason why, and everybody don't know why he was fired, is because he wanted to have. Uh, Fred okay. Zuckerman come in and help him, help. Or, you know, help with the package uh, contract. Right. And right. when they heard that they that Fred Zuckerman was going to be pulled in by uh, Sean O'Brien, that's when they made moves because you know there was a big threat with uh, Fred Zuckerman in the United States mm -hmm. that he won all these votes. And then you have Sean O'Brien as young. He, you know, he's a teamster. He's got his father was a teamster. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. they was afraid. They was this is what officers do when they feel they being challenged and afraid that they're going to lose their job. They're going to go against and they're going to do anything and uh, anything to keep that job. One of our brothers uh, out of local 804 says, with all respect to everyone, we all need to make decisions that are right because we believe they are right. Not be afraid that our jobs are on the line. When we all do things together for the right cause, we are much stronger than one person that doesn't have much to lose. Well said, Victor Aviles, one of our brothers from Local 804. Uh, one of the questions was, uh, John, I'm sorry. John, uh, the, what, was your what is your relationship with Vinny Perone? I, I don't know Vinny that well, frankly, but the only thing I do hear is he's doing a great job. So, I mean, I, I frankly, I've met him, uh, I think, at the announcement in Philadelphia, but... I don't know Vinny that well. I, I know I know that you know everything I hear is good. 
You guys got questions? Um, well, I want to know uh, what is your idea? I mean, what what do you plan to do moving forward with, with Sean O'Brien and, and this new contract that's coming in? Well, I mean, I know you said yourself that you're not going to probably, you're more of an organizer, you're not going to be. But what would you like to see in the new contract in three years uh, change? Are you for, like, one of the bigger questions that we've been asking a lot of people is about the Kolar and how in a lot of states there are drivers making a certain amount of money where they're basically just scraping by. And then there right. are states where the drivers are living like kings on this salary. And right. it, it was said already, well, we're all doing the same job. We should all be getting paid the same. Do you feel, do you feel the same way? Or do you feel there should be a, a type of uh, a locality pay? You know, where if you're in a certain local in a big city, like let's say New York or LA or Chicago, where the cost of living is way much higher and high, prices are through the roof on homes, rent is through the roof, everything you pay for is through the roof in, cons in consideration to a place down south where you can get a big proper piece of property for a lot less money and the rents are not even half as much. Do you feel that's fair, John, or would you be one of those guys who's who would be an advocate, an advocate for locality pay? I, I think everything that uh, um, I'm sorry, John. I, mean, I just fell asleep, I fell asleep for a few minutes with his long question. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> hey, look. Here's here's the the thing that I, I actually my, that job I told you about Red Arrow Freight Lines. They actually had a structure like that where uh, they paid people in South Texas less than they paid people in North Texas. It was a Texas carrier, and and I. A lot of people were upset about that because they, they felt like, well, we're doing the same work and we, you know, you choose to live where you choose to live. So I, I think that the, the truth about any labor agreement is, is the things we negotiate are over wages, hours, benefits and working conditions. Those are the four items. And when, when we get ready to negotiate a contract, those issues shouldn't be brought up by a phony bargaining survey like we get from the IBT now. Which is just pre, you know premeditated, laid out um, set of what they think are the issues, and and you know check the box is what matters to you. I think we we really need to have discussions about all of those things, and of course when you negotiate a contract, then the issues that float to the top are the ones that that um, have to have to be negotiated. You know, uh, you don't as I say you don't get everything you want in a contract, but. But I, I, I don't think we've done a good job of um, truly surveying our members of, about the issues. You know, in the South, a lot of people, uh, when, when I started as a master freight driver, uh, we didn't have air conditioners in those city trucks. And uh, I would have given up a couple of pay raises for an air conditioner. <laughs> um, and I think those are the kind of issues, you know, back to your regional discussion, you know, they finally negotiated language in a master freight agreement that that said all new equipment would be air conditioned mm. and and I, I i think those are the kind of localized issues that that should at least be part of a real valid survey and uh um you know they couldn't put air conditioning in every single truck that they hadn't but as the new trucks came on they put air conditioners in them and um it made life a lot easier for people so i think all those issues have to be uh discussed and the you know again i don't i don't feel like we do a good job of surveying our members as a matter of fact what i feel like happens in in our our negotiations is we 
we sit down with the company and try to figure out what we could sell the members instead of asking the members what they want in their contract. That's how I feel. I, totally I, like, I have another question. Um, you're, you're part of TDU, correct, uh, John? Um, are you, are you a member? I'm, I'm, I'm a proud, proud TDU member. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, how? Why is TDU? They endorse Fred Zuckerman and Sean O'Brien at uh, the one conference uh, meeting. They endorsed him right away. Like it was like a vote, and it was an anonymous vote to. I mean, to uh, to endorse them. They 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 themselves are not TDU members. No, no. I, I mean, Ron Kerry wasn't a TDU member either. Ken oh, Sylvester wasn't a TDU member either. Um, so, you know, we've, we endorsed the, the candidate that's going to fight for reform. The last TDU member to run for office was Sandy Pope. Mm -hmm. And I applaud her for, uh, breaking the, the glass ceiling of, of being the first female, um, to, to run for office. And I, I'll say this, you know, you know, uh, um, uh, Diana Kilmer was the first female, um, to hold international office and, she was a TDU member, and and Kim Schultz got booed off of the stage, not off of the stage, but walked out on and booed for bringing those two names up at a at a women's conference. And frankly, wow. if we're going to unite women, which we absolutely have to do, we can't be booing them because they've mentioned the names of two TDU members mm. who did something no other woman's done before them. So absolutely, um, <laughs> it pisses me off. Frankly, I, I'm tired of I'm I'm tired of that sort of that's back to its best for me kind of attitude so you know so some of those women that were doing the booing are are now candidates well, just for the record well, <laughs> piggybacking off of the other question with the uh with the um with the talk about air conditioners they, they the company won't want to spend money on air conditioners but they're looking to spend millions of millions of dollars putting cameras in all the vehicles i'm sure you saw the the huge memo right. by dennis taylor uh, right. What are your thoughts on that, Mr. Palmer, and how would you have handled it differently? Uh, I, you know, we've been dealing with this language for quite a while. They've already got the cameras in in uh, uh, the YRC trucks, and they're putting them in the ABF trucks, as I understand. Um, it should have been taken on technology, I, you know, should have been taken on in a much more serious manner. And I, I think that's one of the issues we're going to have to sit down and and negotiate them. And again, you know, I, I, I don't want to say that, 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 that um, you know, we need to strike a company, but, but we need, I mean, look, that we, we had, this really makes me angry. <laughs> there was, we negotiated ABF's contract and, and uh, UPS's contract in the same year in, in the best economic time in the transportation industry that I've seen in my lifetime. And in both of those instances, we negotiated substandard deals. We keep negotiating agreements that further divide and stick people in different craft and class classifications. And they, there's no mistake about that. They're trying to divide and conquer. And, and we have to unify around supporting one another on, on different causes. And, you know, not all of us have the same issues, but but we we need to support each other uh, whenever we figure out what that direction is, and we need to be willing to take this company on. Um, I mean, my God, they make a billion dollars of profit every quarter. What's? I mean, this company's got money. 
Yeah, they got and, and, billions and billions of dollars. I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, they got go billions ahead. and billions of dollars. You're absolutely right. One of the questions of, from our member says, uh, what, is your, what is your history with, UPS, with the company, uh, UPS? Do you have any history with this company? Have you dealt with the company before? No, no, I'm, I'm, I've, I'm, I've been blessed to sit out on the gates and talk to the members. My local had, had UPS in it, so, you know, uh, but I'm a freight guy. And I'm an organizer, but I talk to these members, and and I, you know, I know I know through through those encounters what what's ha that's what's what the problem is with with this current administration right now, is they don't really talk to the members. No, they have no clue. Absolutely not. And, and if you're not talking to the members, how the hell are you going to represent them? Right. All right, we got one final question for you from Mr. Jamie Holligan, and then we're going to let you go about your honey-do list, sir, as uh, Ron Carey used to say. Well, the, the final question is, it's coming from Greg Kerwood. From, local 25 in uh, Boston. Local 25 in Boston. Also, I'm going to add a little bit to it. His question is, what changes would you make to organizing and education at the international level? And I want to add... What a, how do you go about organizing more women? Now with my, that's the two questions. Well, I, the, the straight answer is what they're, what they're doing now isn't working. Um, and and I, I think I addressed a little bit earlier, there's way too much uh, uh, of a political element in the, in the organizing department right now. Um, the, the organizing women has to include um, building a department that that looks like the membership looks like the people we're trying to organize. And, um, we, we have to start. I think that, that the, the structure that they currently have doesn't work. They, they fly organizers all over the country. They airdrop them, um, into locals. Um, they stay in hotels, draw per diem, drive rental cars. Um, at an extremely expensive rate, uh, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, organizing is expensive and, and you have to do some of that. But I do think that that we need to, to regionalize our, our organizing so that um, we still need a brain trust at the international that, that coordinates national campaigns. We need to we need to organize our organizing department should include a department that does the internal stuff that, that gets us ready for contract campaigns. Anybody that was here during the 97 campaign sees what that looked like and saw that, that the, you know, positive outcome we had after we did what we did in 97. And that was Ron Carey's vision. That was his organizing department. We need to get back to that. And as, as to the women and, and people of color, we absolutely have to address that. And, and you know, um, people don't get opportunity unless they're given opportunity. And I, 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 um, you know, I've actually uh, gotten in trouble with the organizing department because I've I've stood up and testified on behalf of people who were discriminated against in our department. Our department has paid out um, several million dollars in in EEOC type claims that we never hear about, and um, you can't. It's so hypocritical that you would um, go after your own people, and then you're out in in, in the organizing, trying to tell people that, that you're against discrimination and you're from a fair, equal, and just workplace, and then you union bust your own organizers. Mm. So that, that 
it, we, we've got to be a lot more transparent. And, and yes, we, we have to absolutely. I will say this about farmers. Department. There, there probably is a pretty equal uh, balance of, of women and, and people of color in that department. That's not one of the places they failed. Uh, but but the there are organizers there that have been there for 15 or 20 years uh, that when they first were, were violated uh, by the organizing department in that drive, um, they didn't know whether they had a board charge or not. And here's the problem. If you're not educating the organizer and an organizer can't see a board charge when it hits them in the face, your your program's pretty sad. And uh, organizers need to be trained up, and they should know the law. And um, you know, we're we're going to make sure that that our organizers know what the hell the law is. And we're 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 going we're going to see a, a an organizing department that looks like the rest of the country. If you don't mind, just one more question. From one, one more one question. Last one. Victor Avila Let's, says, "Is the oscillate if the oscillate wins, which industry core should we concentrate to organize?" I think we need to be in every, you know, we have several divisions, uh, um, but we do need to be, I mean, you know, you look at freight, my God, they abandoned freight and, 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 you know, I won't call the man by his name, but one of the, one of the regional organizing coordinators 15 years ago, just told me straight up freight is dead. And, and that angered me. I mean, I came to work to organize and organize freight. And, and um, they gave up on it because it was hard. Uh, and the same thing with, with, you know, small parcel. Amazon, you know, we need a big plan. And we can't do it by ourselves. We need, we need to engage other unions and come up with a, a strategy because that's tied to UPS. We, we need a strategy around that. We, uh, you know, the waste division. Um, Chuck Stiles right now has done, a, you know, a really good job. I don't think they get the support they need, waste as a core industry, freight, UPS, warehouse. I mean, we've given away our, our grocery driving jobs. We're, you know, we're, we're letting our drivers, you know, in our contracts, we're subcontracting. So yes, we've got we've to have a strategy that goes after our core industries. That's just to name a few, but I mean, we're in the transportation, uh, um, oh, what am I trying to say? It's a cycle, you know, from, from, from the, the manufacturing floor to the to the dump. I mean, you know, you know, everything in between. We we touch that product. We should we should be organizing every every aspect of that. That way, I mean, we have the rail. That way, we would really have leverage um, and power to move things for our members. And that 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 absolutely has to be done. Thank you, thank you so much, Mr. Palmer. You've been a a, a gracious. Uh, 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 speaker today we appreciate you taking the time out with us and um and giving us some of your input and um I, honestly i think you uh answered a lot of good questions here today and i think a lot of members are looking forward to uh seeing what you guys can do if you guys do win and get in there and uh you guys definitely have our vote here at union power radio well at not least mine at least mine I, he's got my vote <laughs> john always has my vote uh, but we still we still hunting out for the answer of John, uh, Sean O'Brien and why we should be voting for uh, Sean O'Brien. That's why I have all the candidates 
from the Oz slate, even right. the Vermont slate. Did I say it right this time? Or Viamra? Viamra. I, I don't want to say Viagra, but Viamra slate. Uh, I've been reaching out to every one of them to come to the radio show to explain to the membership of why they are running for this international and what is they experiencing in the international. Uh, just with that said, John, uh, I, I want to thank you for calling the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. It's, it's always a pleasure having you on here. And uh, I try to reach out also, if you can do me a favor and reach out to Lindsay and James uh, that's on your slate that I've been trying to reach out to them and they haven't responded back to me. Uh, Fred said he was going to do it. He was going to get in contact with them to see if they could come on the radio because I want everyone from the slate to come on the radio and explain why are they running with, uh, you know, what is the change that's going to be with Sean O'Brien. I mean, I see a change coming on with Sean O'Brien. I'm not 100% right now. My guy is Fred Zuckerman and yourself and the Teamsters United uh, slate that was there before and, uh, you know, the new guys that are coming into the odd slate. You know, I'm kind of, uh, you know, because I had a lot of rough times with them. So I just want to let the members know because if you guys are going to have a great slate, which I already see is happening with the top of, you know, the top, you know, you always start from the top. So Sean O'Brien, I want to make sure everybody feel comfortable and saying, you know, that, OK, we're going to we're going to vote for that slate and not a bullet vote because bullet vote doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. No, you're right. So, I mean, it's, it's not likely to, um, you know, typically is only a small percentage of voters. Right. Um, most people vote, vote, vote. I, I will say that, you know, in, in closing, thank you, everybody. Hector, I always love being around you, brother. We're, 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 we're always good. You're, 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 you're fun to be around. Uh, you're not afraid to get to, get to the point. Um, but I, I, I think it's a pretty simple choice. Um, if, if you like what you've had the last 20 years, then, then Verma's probably your guy. Right. Uh, but if, well, if you well want said. somebody who 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 doesn't want a corporate type uh, union set up and, and, and wants to flip our union back to a bottom up union, then I think Sean O'Brien, Teamsters United, Fred Zuckerman, myself, the rest of the slate. I think I think that's the direction we need to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And with that said, we want to thank John. Don, thank you again for taking time off on a Sunday on Labor Day weekend from your family to uh, be on the What the Heck show and answer all these questions with uh, Tony and uh, James. Thank you. I appreciate it. Jamie. Yeah, thank you. Have, have, have a good hour weekend. Hour weekend, man. Y'all enjoy it, okay? Yes, sir. Thank God you very bless. much. Thanks, John, for calling. All right, brother. Bye-bye. So there you have it. He gets to the point. I'm not going to lie hey. about that. He answers the questions. I don't, he, he doesn't does. shy away from it, though. No. Well, he knows that I don't fucking bite my tongue, and I'm not going to bite my tongue to any uh, of the slate. I don't slate, know about uh, biting your tongue or whatever. But whatever. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna go. Don't, don't be definitely. afraid to ask a fucking question, <laughs> yes. okay? Stop being a little wimp, Jamie. I know, I know John for a little while, and every time that uh, I'm around him, he's very educated. I mean, he educates me to the fullest. He's a calm and collected person also. You know, he could calm me down. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. he calms me down. So that's a good part. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to talk more about uh, the IBT elections and the uh, local elections that are supposedly coming up. 
you want to talk about anything about the local? Of uh, did you hear anything about anybody uh, putting a slate together and uh, running against uh, Vinny Perone? It's been it's been kind of quiet lately. I honestly, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if anybody's actually putting a slate together. I think there has been some word on on Murphy and Montalvo trying to get together something going something. Yeah, whatever. But uh, we're gonna take really this know. and run with it. You mean? I think I believe so. Okay. I guess it's, I guess it'll come out soon. Yeah, well, there's a lot of chatter, chat, 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 chatter on the Facebook about this one uh, uh, member that got his job back in Nassau, and it was a a book. I I read the whole uh, thread, and I think it's disgusting that a rookie, a young guy with how many years on the job, is I don't know. You don't know Mm-mm. in Nassau. Nothing. No, no. I guess we don't talk about it. That was recently. Guys, yeah. How recently? I was re- I was reading it. It was kind of fucking stupid. Uh, that it was a, it was a, it was a, about a um, about Vinny walking through Foster, and then it was a, a remark saying oh. that oh, why don't you come to my building? Tough, oh. tough, tough. I know the truth and nothing but the truth. And putting his number out there and tell him yo, call me. I'll tell you the truth. No, listen. Inviting members to call yeah, him. Yeah. Call me. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the truth. But anyway, with that said, <laughs> I, you know we have the what the heck show. If you want to know the fucking truth, you know, if you want to know the truth, you come to the what the heck show. Heck you the, call three. You want the truth? I want the goddamn truth. He can't handle the I truth. I probably can't handle the truth. <laughs> Not but you. Not if you. you're gonna talk, if you're gonna be a uh, uh, what you call a keyboard warrior on Facebook. You know, let it be known. Don't have someone call you on the side. Say it. Say, I want to, listen, I want to hear the story because I'm on the executive board and I don't even know the story. So if he has something to say, I want to know about it because, you know, this is, this is crazy. Well, you know what? Facebook is fucking bullshit. Let's talk about what it is, though. The post was basically by Maynard, who's been an ass-kicking steward for a long time. And I have a great respect for Maynard. And uh, he put up a post about, you know, uh, Vin, who actually came down to the preload. Uh, They were at our building at like 2.30 in the morning, and they stayed right through into the drivers coming into, you know. I I don't even remember what time they left. It had to be probably close to 10 o'clock from 2.30 in the morning to almost uh, 10 10 in the morning, uh, 10 a.m. That's a a long span. And in that time, not only did they hand out T-shirts to all the members, whether they be part-time preload or or air drivers or or, uh, regular RPCDs and 22-4s, they also walked the belt in the morning, you know, bringing a little morale into Forster Avenue, which we've had a lot of because of the Dave coming down with the fat cat and and everything that we've been through over the last couple of weeks. And, and uh, it, it's just been a huge morale boost over Forster Avenue. And uh, somebody and, and I one of the things he said in his post was that I don't remember. I believe he was saying, like, I don't remember any president of the past doing that, you know, and it, it was and it's been a long time. I think maybe as a kid, I think I saw Ron Carey once or twice, but that was about it. And I never saw any president after that. I mean, whether it be Listen, Tim Sylvester, you're not gonna make whether any. it be whether it be uh, Tony Donato and, and Eddie Vigialta and those guys. Vigialta. <laughs> I don't remember a Danny Montalvo ever coming at that time in the morning to the preload to walk the belt. I don't remember it ever seeing that. You know what? It, 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 if you do and you don't, they still have a fucking problem. 
So if you don't have a president going through your building, you have a fucking problem. You have a president walking through the building at all kinds of times of the night, and he's transparent. We have a problem, you know. So it's always a problem, no matter what. If he wears his cocky jeans or his his uh, they're always gonna be a political problem because it's political, okay. Trying to bash whatever it is to it is. If you're doing the job, you're doing the job. Give the props, okay? That's it. If you're not doing the job, put it out there. You're not doing the job, okay? A lot of people like to hide behind uh, uh, a rock for the first three years. You know, once you try to run and you lose, you go, you crawl behind a rock. And then when election time comes, now you want to fucking be known, and the question is, what have you done? Okay, every three years is not that every time you come out every three years, it doesn't mean that you did something for your local. Okay, you got to be active. You got to tell the members how active you are. The question is, why do you hide when you lose in big times? You don't lose by little, a little off. You lose embarrassing numbers, embarrassing numbers. And you still want to run again and get embarrassed again. But you do nothing for the local. What have you done for the local? What have you done for me lately? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, do you want to do, will you spend $4,000 to run in a slate? No, sir. I would not. I'm very happy. I'm very happy with the executive board that's in play right now. I'm I've, just saying. I rooted for them. I, I advocated for them. I was out there campaigning. I, I wanted a change. I got the change that I wanted. If you're out there and you're a member, you obviously have. The I'm right. calling out. I'm calling out uh, Murphy. Is his name Tom Murphy? I believe you. Danny Montabo, John Guest, Medina. I don't know who else is on that slate, but call the radio show. Let Please. the members know what you what what have you done, what you gonna do, and what can you make this local better. That's what I want to know. That's what I and want the members know. and listen. And if you're afraid that I'm gonna be here being the Hector that I am, listen. I'll leave the show for the day. Tony and Jane will ask all the fucking questions, and you can answer it and be transparent, just like Vinny is. And just play and, and just come come to the show. Okay? You will go to a podcast because no one could ask you a question at a podcast and it's not live. Come to the What the Heck Show where it's live. We true to our games. We don't keep nothing behind. This radio station is members run and it's for the members. So if you're not afraid, the number is 347-403-0705. Call up. Tell the members, don't hide into campaign time. Do it now. Let the members know what you want to do. What are you going to do to change the whole fucking the way it's running now? Because coming from Eddie Viata's slate, with, which is the same slate that's running now, is a big-ass difference. Okay? Eddie Viata and them, they were all fighting each other to get to the top seat. You know, you had Danny Montavo saying... I'm going to take it and run with it. He took it and ran with it. He took his own president out of seat to run, to be on that seat. And that's bullshit. You shouldn't be going against each member. They try they they they're going to try it again and the members should know. What are you going to do for this local to make it 
better than what it's been now. That's right. And that's not just on a local level. That's on an international level also. What has Viarma done? What has Viarma done with Hoffa and all these officers? What have they done for this union? They've done nothing for this union. So we are looking to make a change. There you go. Hoffa. Look, I even got a volunteer, Carl Morrell, say he'll fill in for me. Oh, wow. He'll be in the studio when Murphy and and and, uh, and the rest of the guys want to call in to speak about what That's they awesome. will do. Carl, so, Carl, I got you. I'm going to put you on the, on the calendar if they call because they would never call. They didn't call back then. They're not going to call now. Carl, if you have a connection to Tom or you have a connection to Danny or, or anybody that you know you have a connection to, let them know that you would be on the show that they're hosting with me and Jamie and that they can get their word out and they can ask all the – we can ask them or the members can ask them the questions that they want the answers it, to. Isn't, isn't there um, a shop steward somewhere in Long Island that's um, very close to – that's, wow. that's, that, that's Danny Cross. Well, Danny my, Cross is a good Danny hardcore Cross is, shop yeah, steward. Yeah, he's my guy. Yeah, he's, I like him a lot. I like. Uh, he's close with. He's close with some somebody. You know what? Danny's not like that. Yeah. Danny. No, is, no, no. I mean, he, he can reach out to them and. Of course, he could. He, he speak to them, but they're not going right. to do it. You know, okay. they're not going to do it. So I'm just putting it out there. And I'm calling them out if they want to come and come to the show and let the members know why they want to run against this executive board. I'm more than happy that I will be gone that day. I'll let John. Uh, John Jamie and Tony and Carl ask the questions, run the show. I'll be the fuck out of here because they, they know I'm too direct because I'll have direct questions to them and I don't give a fuck. Well, you could always call the show that day if you want. Oh, and, yeah, and, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's true, too. <laughs> that's right. And the thing is with Danny Cross, Danny Cross is a good guy. I like him. Um, he's very educated. He's, no, he's a good shop steward. What I'm hearing, because I never worked at his center, but the guys that work in his center say he does a, a, a tremendous job for the membership and I, I applaud him for that yeah absolutely and I always tell him you're running with the wrong people <laughs> I don't think Danny's running with those guys Man, if he but, is I'm just, but Danny if you if you're listening Danny uh much respect to you like Hector says uh you want to talk to the guys see if they want to get on the show and talk a little and maybe speak to the members that's that's up to them I We'd can be tell you this much willing to have them on the show I would definitely be on a slate with Danny Cross oh wow this is how that, that kind of dude he right, is. Right. I would definitely be on a slate with Danny Cross. All right, real quick, uh, a couple announcements before our show is over. Don't forget, the golf outing is September 12th. You should have already applied and got your team ready to go. Uh, we have our the team ready at local September 804. 1st, right? That's right. That's September next 1st week? was the deadline. The, the, sh the game is next week. I'm excited. Uh, anybody who wants to contribute or donate... Um, you could hit up a uh, big Chris Connolly. He's been uh he's been doing the 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 golf outing for many years now. Hit up him, Scott Damone, our uh, one of our representatives over at the local 804 Union Hall. You could reach out to Scott Damone or Chris Connolly if you're looking to um to donate some money. You could actually donate uh on the cash on Venmo to Chris Connolly at Teamster 804, and there you can actually donate through Chris for the charity it's a huge charity it's for the doc darty foundation and as you guys know when your kids as you're as you're a truck driver and your kids are going to or you're part-time whatever you are with the company when your kids get to high school and they're ready to go to college this is a great scholarship fund for all for all the teamsters children's to have an opportunity to go to a college and get their tuition paid and it's a big help to the family not all teamsters 
Local 804 Teamsters. Local 804 Teamsters. <laughs> you, you'll have people from California yeah. calling. I want to be part of that. Uh, what, what about the gym one? Um, the, um, yeah. Out the well, I, I think that time, I don't know if it's up already. They had to the first to do it. Uh, if, you, if you didn't get a chance and you can still put it in, um, put in your expense report with through Holiday Financial with Holiday Financial with Jim Werner and Joe Tedeschi and they will also contribute for every person that puts in that uh, expense uh, worksheet so as you guys know don't forget if you want to just donate again our brother Chris Connolly at Teamster 804 Venmo hit him up you know let him know it's you let him know you're uh, donating a few dollars whatever it is 10 bucks 20 bucks you know any donations uh, acceptable if you have an item if you have an item that you're not using at home and it's new, like let's say you bought a board game or something and you're not doing with it, you could donate it too. Bring it to the Union Hall. They can auction that off at the Chinese auction at the golf outing. But I, I have a lot of Jordans that I don't use. Should I donate? Uh, are they like... I don't think so! Wow, bro. Is, I would take this? a pair of Jordans. From, what size are you? You're crazy. <laughs> those is are my, this, those are my babies. You, you crazy? I remember something, something you were speaking about where... You and Braswell, y'all was going to do the put your speedos on, do some car washing or something like that. To we were going to do donate. a bikini bike wash, a bikini car wash. Oh, you were going to have a bikinis or you were going to wear speedos? We were going to, well, we're men, so we wear speedos. Oh, I don't know. I don't know That's what disgusting. you wear. I wouldn't even go near there. Jamie was. No, gonna, no, no, no. It wasn't Jamie. Well, anyway, at the golf, I'm excited <laughs> going to the golf outing because this uh, last year I, I actually played, and uh, this year I'm not going to play. And I'm gonna volunteer my time to go there to go around the holes, all the holes, the holes. <laughs> I'm gonna go to all the holes, and uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, when it comes out of my mouth, it's fucking is a violation. You know, <laughs> when it comes out of your mouth, it's all right. You know, but anyway, I'm gonna be there to volunteer. I'm gonna go around all the holes and uh all the uh, uh golf holes and uh <laughs> I, i'm gonna be volunteering as well i'm gonna get Are there you? early yeah i'm gonna get there early and i'm planning on gonna be i want to be in the heckle hole and i want to make fun of all the guys golfing because i personally can't golf so i gotta make fun of the guys who can what puerto rican could golf i don't oh, know chichi rodriguez chichi yeah, rodriguez right. <laughs> well he won't be there no, <laughs> so i just don't mention his name but now I, I guess it's going to be a good fun. And also, right now, we're, uh, the hall is selling the T-shirts, those blue T-shirts with this amazing design in the back. Uh, go online to TeamsterLocal804.org and grab yourself a T-shirt. Don't be left out because a lot of guys are now buying these T-shirts. Uh, I had a guy in the Bronx bought four T-shirts. They, they are great looking t-shirt they are they and it's really don't good. be left out that you see someone wearing it damn i want one and then yeah. we run out of it. it's limited time uh for these t-shirts uh all the donations all that's right every you gotta, you penny gotta, gotta get those wings goes to the air heart ed doc doherty foundation Dank, right doc, I, I can't understand <laughs> i can't doc say doherty scholarship. right scholarship for local 804 uh kids that are graduating high school and going into college so the don't you know the, the hall is not making any money. No one's making money but that donation. If, so every penny from that shirt goes to that donation. If you have a kid that's in high school getting ready to go to college, don't be afraid to fill out. Go on a local eight hundred four website and fill out that Doc Doherty scholarship application. Please, don't be afraid to do it. I don't know. A lot of people are afraid. They wait to the last minute or they ask questions once they're already two years in college. Oh, they have a scholarship? The local has, 
Go on in, fill it out. And you know that cool. brother says you're gonna donate some apple cum cake. And you know that cool, that cool jacket that Rosario be wearing, the the nice Teamster jacket. That's also on sale on the website. If you want it, it's fall coming up now. It's gonna get a little chilly. The jacket is cool, but he don't. You don't want to wear. Wait to start wearing my varsity. The jacket is cool, but he don't be looking cool. I look super cool. What are you talking about, With a little strip coming down like he's Fonzie and shit. Yeah, you don't look cool. That's my little Superman curl. Hey, don't be hating on the curl. Man. <laughs> so it, I mean, uh, right now it's uh, pass out time, and I'm not even ready to close out the show. Are you guys going to say anything? I would like to say that uh, Jamie looks great in speedos. I've seen it, except for the <laughs> tiny legs. But you know, we want to thank everybody for listening. As always, you guys are an awesome group of dudes and and dudettes. And I want to thank John Palmer for calling in. He was a gracious speaker. He definitely helped out and, and answered a lot of great questions we want to thank all the people out there from local 804 and teamsters across the country listening in on our show all the people that listen live all the people that will be downloading the uh spotify or listening to us on itunes as always don't forget to give us a like or give us a follow i mean you know there's nothing to be scared of we're just up here talking about union stuff and talking about the rights that 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 we are granted that a lot of people don't use and don't and don't take so uh if you want to call the show like we always say the show's about the members for the members by the members by the members for the members and uh, don't be afraid to call anybody who's uh, thinking of running, anybody who's thinking of campaigning. Call the show. We'll yeah, be here. just give us a heads up. That's it. And another thing, this uh, this show today will be on podcast. Also, if you have an Android, because you said only iTunes. Right. If you have an Android, you can go to Google, Google Play. Google Play. And we also on Google Play, Spotify. We're on a lot of formats that you can not ever miss a show because they run all the shows on there. Thanks and the Potomatic. Thanks to me. Thanks to Hector. Yeah, thanks to Hector the Wolf. The Wolf. But, well, Jamie, you got anything to say? Just have a great weekend. That's have it. a great Labor Day weekend, yeah. folks. And thank the union. And as always, stay united. Solidarity. We're here to put the U back in union. That's right. That's right. You're listening to the What the Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. We're going to put it on podcast. We're going to put it on podcast tonight. So check it out if you missed out the first beginning of the show with john palmer john palmer was the guest speaker next show will be kimberly shokes she's the vice president of the uh southern region she'll be on this show and we're uh, trying to get chris silver i send out the uh, the invite he sent me back that he's interested but we're just setting up dates and i'm gonna set up dates for more People that want to get on the show and talk about why they're running for the IBTs and why are you running for the local elections? Peace. Wait, wait. From me. Wait, go ahead. What? Chris Silvera, we are looking forward to hearing from you, brother. That's correct. So don't miss out on here on the What the Heck shows and uh, days to come and months to come here only on the What the Heck show. If you're not afraid, just call up 347 407 Four zero three four. What is it? Three four seven four zero three zero seven zero five. Peace out, my brothers, and enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Peace.
possible. You're listening to the What The Heck Show with your host, the Big Bad Wolf and Tony Rosario and Jamie Holligan on Union Power Radio. 